Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. All right, here we go. Open it up. Uh, it's How We Seize It, episode 32. We're going to get back to what we really were supposed to be doing and talking about shows. Uh, <laughs> tonight, uh, right, you got me, your main host, Noah, my my fabulous side host, co-host, Steve. Say I'm hi, back. Steve. I'm back this You're time. Back. No longer right, on the right. phone. <laughs> right. He's live. Uh, yeah, no, that was an interesting thing. And then uh, we've got our first uh, kind of guest uh, on a uh, non-food beer pairing that uh, wasn't in a movie theater. Uh, <laughs> so um, we got my daughter, Ashley, which is her first time being on the podcast. So say hi, Ashley. Hello. Yep. That's her. She's a little slow at it. <laughs> Trying to figure out what's going on. I said hello. Yeah. So Ashley's <laughs> my, my young... first time ever. So. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> So Ashley's my youngest daughter. Um, we've been talking about getting her on here to do, I've been talking with her to get her on to do uh, some of these because I've been talking to everybody about uh, being a guest because I think that's one of the things that we've always thought would be the coolest is is to share this podcast with everybody, not just audio, but the experience. One of these days we'll get back into theater and uh, be able to watch movies and do our, our podcast from inside the theater and then our aftertake, uh, hopefully at a cool pub with some good beers or, or uh, whatever else. I got right, I got to hand it to Ashley for figuring out the technology too because this is the first <laughs> time trying to do a, a three-way uh, conversation on Discord, and uh, I didn't know what I was doing. That's all right. So, I didn't know either. <laughs> so Ashley figured Last it out. Last time for I us. was on Discord actually was with your son. Funny enough, that was like five months ago, but. <laughs> like my only time I've used Discord is with your son. Well, he was the one that recommended this platform for recording. I think it's because it has a, a better latency. So the audio conversations sound better uh, when you're recording. Yeah. I don't know if they, that's true, but it, it's pretty good for us. Yeah, it's worked out great. I think the audio that we've had is is really good. And that's one of the things I always talked to you about in the beginning was, is if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right and make sure we have good audio because a shitty audio podcast is the most painful thing. I mean, you can have somewhat decent content and great audio and it's worth listening to if you've got the best content and shitty audio i'm not listening at all it, it's just so I, I don't want to be in that group and so that was where you know i spent the money to get the good mics and things like that for when we're out on the road and then um you know this is this platform works great all right, so Steve, what's been going on with you this week? I, I know you did something pretty exciting. Well, yeah, and you you got to live uh, live record it when it was happening on Saturday because <laughs> right. we got the call that uh, we've been we've been shopping for a uh, dog and uh, and uh, we ended up finding one in what was it Yuba City we drove out to on Saturday. Yeah, I think that's what you said. Which was about two and a half hour drive, but uh, uh, we 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 picked up a ten week old black lab. And, uh, and that's been, that's been what we've been doing for this, this week. Cause, uh, he's, 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 uh, we've been, he doesn't have all the shots yet, so we can't take him outside yet. We kind of have to keep oh. him, keep him. Even uh, with a mask? In, you can't just put a mask on him? <laughs> we've got an appointment with Are the, there uh, dog masks? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't want to get in COVID, so you know, keep him isolated. Maybe a COVID Stay cone, in. you know, one of the... <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. Uh, but uh, uh, we have an appointment on Sunday to take him into the vet to get him looked at, get him a sec- second set of shots, and we'll see where we can if we if if that means we can start taking him out, or if we have to wait till the third set. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Gotcha. Um, but he's cool. he's he's a lot of fun. Um, right. And uh, he's pretty pretty well behaved considering he's ten weeks and got a lot of energy. We nice. So what what's his, what's his name? His name is Ivan. Ivan, you want, you nice. Want, yes. Yeah. Yes. What's the story? Give us the story. Okay. The story of Ivan. <laughs> when I was growing up, my dad uh, would call me Ivan. Uh, it comes from an old poem he used to say, Ivan Skavinsky Skava. I'm, I'm not, I don't know the backstory to that, but he would you know, I've call heard, me. I've heard that before. I can't tell you what it's from. I thought he was going to be something like Ivan the Terrible because you were just a, a ruthless kid or something. <laughs> now, this is Ivan the Great. Ivan the Third is Ivan the Great. Uh, <laughs> Ivan the Fourth was the Terrible. So, okay. um, so which works out too, because cause there was Ivan Skavinsky Skava, and then my dad nicknamed me Ivan. So I was the second. Now the... Now the the dog is the third. So the way oh the, so, so you can't have a fourth one, right? No right, more Ivan. Right. No, we're getting him neutered here. <laughs> you know, once he hits four months, so no more. <laughs> Sorry, Ivan. Um, no little Ivans. <laughs> yeah. So I I was always charmed by my dad calling me Ivan, and uh, when uh, when our first son was born, I tried to convince my wife that we name him Ivan, and she kind of looked at me and said no. <laughs> but but and now uh, you have Jimmy, so we know who won that battle. Right. right. <laughs> um, and. Um, but I, I got her to promise that if we ever had a dog, I could name the di- dog Ivan. And oh, there you I, go. And when we were going over names on the drive back, uh, I, I, I remembered that and I reminded her. And, and she's like, oh, yeah. Well, that's, okay. No, that's, that's, you can't take it back now. No, that's great. I mean, it, it, it not only is it a good name, but I think it's a good story, and that that helps. Yeah. And you know that that that's a good part of it. And and hopefully he'll he'll live into it and become a, a great Ivan. Yes, uh, you know, and better than Ivan. The he won't be an Ivan the Terrible. He'll be Ivan the Fantastic Four League Beast. I don't know. Okay. There you go. That's uh, a whole title. Yeah. Right. Exactly. What about you, Ashley? What, what was going on with you this week? Um, not much. I think this weekend was that this weekend. Time doesn't exist in quarantine. Um, I went to Sacramento to visit a friend. We didn't do a whole lot we just ran ran around old sacramento and played music and pissed off some old people uh, that's funny say, I when to... you say old what what do you mean i just turned 50 so i've gotta <laughs> i, I gotta find out if if <laughs> i fall into that included. category <laughs> no i mean the people with kate's not you dad because your cane is because of surgery <laughs> uh, the kate's that like you don't think they should be outside because you're no. scared they're just going to drop right there like that old <laughs> so the, the funny thing is is i used to run around in old sack when i was young mm-hmm. um, all the time i mean i started going there when um my dad worked downtown i would go uh take the the light rail down to k street mall go to the comic book store and walk around the mall until my dad got off and then get a ride home and so that was that was when i was like 12 13 and then up till i was later when i was just being a a teenager and just being rampant and doing all kinds of stuff I probably shouldn't have. So hopefully you weren't doing those things. <laughs> I don't think I was. I don't think you would disapprove of anything I did. Even well, so, I wouldn't older. say it right here. <laughs> yeah. If, if I was worried about it, I wouldn't even have let you go on. So yeah. uh, you're, you're almost an adult. Someday you will be. I mean, I'm over 18. I'm technically an adult. <laughs> 
Age doesn't make you an adult. <laughs> well, no, that sounds cool. Yeah, and I know, I know you've been here in the house with me. Uh, we've been trying to watch some shows and stuff, and that's that's one of the reasons you're actually on this episode is because we did watch some shows. Um, so that's cool, and we're trying to find another series to kind of to kick off and binge watch together, which is it's kind of difficult. There's so much out there; it's hard to pick one. It's because you, I mean, yeah. you almost want to pick the best one. So it's, you're being picky and the God, you're just like, oh, that, no, that, no, no. And so I, I we have fine. two different tastes. Like, yeah. we're, well, we'll talk about Old Guard, but that, like, brutality, not necessarily brutality, but blood, I can't do it. You don't care at all. Uh, doesn't I love the it. goofy animated stuff. And which I do. I'm all you. about cartoons. Well, yeah, some of them. I, I do like cartoons. Depends on them. Like, if we could find the Teenage like... Mutant Ninja Turtle 2003 series and binge that, oh, that would be the best. So, That'd be great. You know, I might have to just buy yeah. that on Amazon. I might I might just have to do it. So. Yeah. And we well, got to like sync it up with Steve, it, too. What's that? We have to sync up what we're watching with you, too, so that well, yeah. well, that's what we've been trying productive. to do. <laughs> yeah, it's... No, no, we send things back and forth, and we, we've done some podcasts <laughs> where we try to plan our event. But one of the things I think is, you know, as this generation or, or just our generation, we have much less, less, less tolerance for watching a show. We'll watch the first 10 minutes, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't work... <laughs> You know, there's so right. much else out there. We just move on to the next, and which doesn't isn't really fair, especially for something like like Haunting of Hill House. That's not something that it's a little it's a slower build, mm -hmm. and yeah. and and so you do, you don't necessarily know what you're getting into until you you start watching at least the first episode. That's what I try to at least do it is watch a full first episode before before I, I abandon something. So. If they're good, so that's for anyone who's making a show on Netflix, you know, make sure you get your <laughs> get something to hook you on the first episode. Yeah, I think, right. I think most of them do. Well, they, you know, a lot of those shows go for that shock value. Like, you know, they show the tits in the first episode and then they <laughs> sex education. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Matt, Fab, um, oh, God, Miss Maisel, Maisel. Yeah. Marvelous Miss Maisel. Ma we just we just finished the third season and uh so yeah it was one of those things is yeah they hooked you that first you're like oh okay this is gonna be funny and tits and then <laughs> it's just it's funny no more tits and you're like ah fuck suckered me in now nah, it's actually a pretty decent show um cool all right well we talked about old guard a little bit so let's let's just jump right into uh that but before we get there what are you drinking, Steve? There we go. Okay, that's. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to pass it off to you because I know you're anxious to to taste. But but since you oh, asked, um, yeah. so since I missed the uh, I missed the Saturday podcast. Yeah, um, the how you how we bruise it. How we bruise it, right? Um, and I did listen to it, and I got really hungry. And fortunately, <laughs> I got my uh, cooler back on yesterday. That because I I put together and I had saved a little fish for myself. So last night I made up, <laughs> I made up some fish and, and made one of my fish tacos. And uh, it's probably Alyssa. I, there was a bunch of sides that were that she were included did. She, too. She, that was nice. She really tried to set it up so you had a little bit of everything. So uh, so I I kind of did my own. I I think I just had one of my beers last night with the fish. But but tonight I hadn't tried this one. I had tried the Pilsner on on Saturday before I mm -hmm. before we got the call about the dog before I didn't know I had to leave um, right and uh, that was tasty and um, and I tried I tried yours on actually I think I got I got yours from Sierra the week before um, or, or a few days before so I had already the, 
the red or the the, um, the, the amber? The, oh, the, the stoked. Okay. Yeah. The green one. Top. Yeah. Nice. But I had not tried the the pale ale, which which they called the the this Max Peak. Max Peak. Yeah. The Sierra it's, Nevada. It's a, exactly. Yeah. But he had uh, smuggled in a six pack in my cooler. <laughs> so when he yeah. got it back, gave it back to me last night, um, I found I found beer. <laughs> there you go. No, um, nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, so that's what what I've got. Right. So what do you think of it? So you, well, you I haven't off. tasted it yet. It has a nice uh, uh, lemon aroma, kind of a. Yeah. It's it's kind of <laughs> understated. Um, it's it, yeah. That was the it, pregnant pause of waiting for the. <laughs> <laughs> it's got more no, going I mean, for the aroma than it does in the uh, in the flavor. I, uh, I think you, I think you were right on where we were. Yeah, um, I believe in if we took all of them throughout the the five beers, I think uh, yours and the pills were probably the top top of the the heap, and I think the the amber and that one were probably in the lower section. Um, I think mine needed a little more time to sit the um, the stoked uh, with a how uh, what's a dilio amarillo. Right, I I agree. There, it's it seemed that there was something that some of the flavors were a little off, which surprised me because when I was tasting it, when we were bottling it. And yeah. It, well, I'm wondering if, if we, if somehow the hops, like I need I should be bag it, dry hopping those in a bag. Um, something I thought about, I, I got another set, another uh, stoked kit with a different, I was trying to do the mosaic. Um, Cause I was super excited about that, but they were out of mosaic. So I have Citra or Simcoe depending mm-hmm. on which one I want to go with. And uh, so I just, was at Whole Foods and they have um, this the Hen House stoked actual from Hen House. This the the stoked out right now is with Citra. So I was like, oh, maybe I should mm-hmm. do the Citra. And then I have an actual like point to point like taste you know test against it and see. So uh, that that's kind of my plan right now. You got me the uh, the pump the uh, transfer pump. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And and I got the Quick Connect uh, uh, things and I got it all hooked up today so it's oh, all ready sweet. to go so so if you do that if you want to try that out one of the things that uh w- when i was watching that will wheaton video um <laughs> so they use for their when they're doing their when they're doing their mash he actually uses a um a stainless steel kettle yeah. for doing so the mash and so he could heat it and allows for the circulation while it's going which which i won't be able to do with the with the mash tun that i've got because it's made out of it's a it's a cooler um, yeah. but i was thinking i could drill a little hole in the top because i got two, i got two of these mash tons so i can I always have my one that'll fit drill a little hole and feed the uh the sparge tool down just enough to feed oh. that sparge tool down and hook it up and i could probably still I, I, it's worth trying to see if it'll maintain the temperature um yeah. and then get it get it uh transferring pumping through uh just to keep that just to, yeah. to try we that could out. Also, so we could also insulate the insulate the hoses and stuff like that too, potentially. And yeah, and well, they work. came with some really good insulated hoses. Um, nice. So, uh, so I might try that for a for for kind of a straightforward batch. Yeah. And uh, and see how the temperature. More holds toys. Yeah. More toys to try. So that's good. All right, All right. Uh, Noah. What are you What are you drinking? I'm I'm really anxious All to hear right. about this. <laughs> So uh, today I went over to um, Whole Foods because uh, they have a 35% off their uh, frozen treats and uh, they have these lime popsicles that I really like. So uh, I went over to get some of those. 
Um, turns out they are sold out completely, so I was very disappointed. But I happened to go by their uh, beer section, their local beer uh, cooler, and they had uh, the Super Duper Stoke from Hen House. So we talked about the Stoke series a couple times before where st they do a single hop um, variety. I think they do it quarterly or trimester, I don't know, four, three or four times a year they do a single hop. Well, then they take and do a super hop where it's a double IPA and they put in six different hops. See, I didn't know so, about this until I listened to Saturday's podcast and you mentioned right. it. So Yeah, well, it's something I ran into not too long ago and I've been I've been obsessed with it a little bit. And so because I missed it last year, the Super Stoked, um, and I saw it, I'm like, okay, I, I have to get this. So this is a, it has a Belma, Citra, Amarillo, Simcoe, Centennial, and Mosaic Hops. And it's a double IPA where it's normally a single IPA. So I'm impressed I, uh, at your uh, pronunciation of Amarillo too. Uh, <laughs> it seems like you've you were teased enough to you, it got teased out of you. <laughs> oh no no my when I use it in my beers it's Amarillo. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call it that in someone else's beer because I don't want to offend them. But in mine it's Amarillo. Yeah, I think I'm gonna find a way. To, Amarillo. 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 Okay. okay. That's like what Delio Amarillo. Right, right. Anyhow, you're gonna have to spell uh, you know, it differently. You, so you said it and it sounded right, it right, but I think I just got so used to hearing you say it that, <laughs> like, no, you're not I, saying it wrong. It That's is, like, no, but no, you're it right. It is Amarillo. The the actual name is Amarillo, um, but I I always call it Amarillo. That's just me. No, that's I think I'm gonna find a way to 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 mispronounce all hops just in, on purpose. <laughs> So anyways, when I poured this, just right off, just off the pour, I got that really super citrusy, nice hop smell that we get when we're, when we're brewing and, and you're dumping the hops in right off the bat, you get that, that rush of hop smell. And it's, I don't know when it happened or when it hit me, but that smell is one of my favorite smells right now. Um, and so right off the top, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is, it's got that great citrusy hop smell. Um, and it's got a little sweetness smell to it too. It's kind of mm. interesting. So, and then the taste. It is a uh, it's a very smooth uh, double. Um, That's nice. Has, has a little bit of a bitter to it, right? But it's not it's not a kick you in the teeth kind of bitter. It's not suck your mouth dry bitter. It's it's just a little bit of a bitter that that kind of hangs through the whole uh, uh, drink. And then um, it has a really nice tropical kind of citrus flavor on top of that so uh the the mix of the the hops in this one is is fabulous um it's an expensive uh four pack when you compare it to a lot of the others but by far this is worth it um if you ask me this if, if you've never had this this is a beer to have where'd you pick uh, it up i got it at whole foods okay. so um, i think i've even seen it at safeway and that's where i was like and this was like right before my surgery I was like, wait, what? The super stokes out. I, I got, I got to get that. And so, I was, you know, my mind was working today. And when we stopped by there, I was like, oh, I got to go check that out. And they had it, which they also happen to have their regular stoked with the Citra uh, hop. So that's kind of where I'm like, hmm, maybe I should uh, do my kit with Citra, and, and that way I can have a uh, an example of to go off of when it's done. All right, so I'm, I'm done talking about that because right now, Ashley, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> I 
do not like beer, so I'm lame and just have a typical strawberry margarita. Not exciting. This is not a podcast where you have to drink beer. Just because we I know. brew beer and we talk about beer and we drink <laughs> beer. And right now we're both drinking beer. Now, Steve actually happens <laughs> to drink a lot of uh, other drinks and stuff. Yeah, so yeah we I was there on his birthday. To pair I tasted with... the margarita he made. Yeah, we, t- <laughs> we typically try to pair the, the drinks with what we're watching, too. So yeah. I think this is just kind of leftover from our how he brews it. So, um, but no, yeah. any, anything inspired uh, your strawberry margarita? Um, I had like your dad getting two minutes case of for just right there the on the counter. <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> it's delicious. It's reliable. Yeah. Sounds like a commercial. It's like easy and reliable. Stra- <laughs> strawberry margaritas. I remember when I was younger, that's, I mean, we drank those a lot. Uh, one of the, one of our go-to mixed drinks when I was uh, in that younger age was like the strawberry margaritas or uh, we did Mai Tais a lot, the the frozen Mai Tais. That was always a kind of a go-to. Anything when I go to, Bacardi, when I go to the Gorge, I uh, my my brother-in-law got me that this cooler that has a blender built into it, and I'll make uh, w- uh, watermelon margaritas blended. Oh, uh, nice! On while camping, you know, it's just it's got like a battery pack in there, so you can blend, <laughs> blend. And, yeah, no, uh, I remember when you got that. We were all excited about it. That's kind of cool. Pinky out. My first thought yeah. was a Moscow <laughs> Mule, but. Yeah, those are good too. Yep. I, I tend to go with, yeah. uh, if I am going to drink something other than beer, I tend to go with like a whiskey. Um, I really like the whiskey and ginger ale. That's kind of a go-to for me lately. Yeah. But I've been drinking a lot of anything. And this is now, this will now be my third day uh, or third total time having a beer since my surgery. So. You're just saving See, I'm all young. for the podcast. I'll just take alcohol when I get it. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I am. And it's, it's, I don't know if it's just. I mean, I kind of want a beer, but that's also one of those is like a lot of times at night when I would normally sit down and drink a beer, I'm usually kind of sitting and in pain and trying to deal with that. So it's my mind is more on that. But anyhow. All right. So now that we got what we're drinking, we're going to jump right into Old Guard. Um, this is a uh, Amazon original, I believe. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. I thought it was Netflix. Netflix. You're right. Maisel mm-hmm. is on Amazon. I've been jumping back and forth between the two, and I was, I, I'm was i always trying to figure out. So, yeah, the Netflix original, that sounds right. Yeah, actually, yeah. Every, everything we're talking about tonight is all on Netflix, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, 100%. You are correct. Yeah, so this is uh, this is just came out. This was kind of trending in the last couple of days, uh, last week or so. It was on, released uh, on my 50th well, birthday. Me- on your 50th birthday. It was, well, that's yeah. right. Cause, well, I remember because we were talking about trying to do this as a theater release at the house. And then uh, we got the phone call and saying, hey, we want to have a party for Steve. And he doesn't know about it. And I'm like, oh, that's the same day. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I do remember that. And I was like, oh, kick the shit out of the podcast. But anyways, it was worth it because uh, we did have a fun time on that too. Which I have no problem pushing things off for, for birthdays and such and just partying with my friends and stuff. So that's all good. All right, so uh, this and was the movie is like six. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> Jump right in. What were it you gonna say? Said on Netflix that it's like sixth in America right now, sixth yeah. most watched. Well, I remember like two okay, weeks ago it was like number one, number two, and so it's it's slow. It, it's got a lot of watches, and I think you know, um, God, I'm gonna butcher her name, Charlie, Charlize, Charlize Theron. Is that right? I'm sure, butchering Theron, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people are really hyping her up for this, and she did an incredible job. Um, she looked fabulous in the uh, in the um, show. 
She yeah. definitely had to look to make it look realistic that she was, you know, this kick-ass, you know, battle maiden and stuff like that. And uh, so I think I think she is carrying, you know, a lot of it like on her shoulder. She's she's definitely the star. So she's she's got a lot of the mm-hmm. upfront work um, for it. And uh, I think she did a good job. And so uh, the the base story of this is these are. Um, <laughs> I'll read it right from this is a, a covert team of immortal mercenaries um, are suddenly exposed to um, exposed and must now fight to keep their identity secret just as an unexpected new member is discovered. And so it, I don't know if this was based off of a book or if this was written just for this, but mm-hmm. it was based my, on a comic book and it was actually the comic oh, book okay. that was developed by the person who uh, directed the movie too, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I didn't look that deep into it. Um, I didn't I, I, I might be wrong on the, the screenplay. So the screenplay okay. was the same one who did the comic, wrote the comic. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, that's cool. I, I like the fact – you can tell it has some base story. The problem is is you don't get anything but the bare essentials of that base story. It's like it, – it ha- this feels like a, a movie from a book that fails the book. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it has so much potential and so much story potential that just never gets touched, and they just assume you fucking know. And um, that's one of the things I have against this movie is, and and you know me, I'm usually okay, action, good action, blowing up, shooting, all that. Um, I usually just enjoy that stuff without any kind of picking at it. This one. Right off the bat, I started picking at it, and I don't know if it was because I watched it with my dad, and and the very first, um, I don't know if it's the very first scene. It's when they um, they walk in into the trap, yeah. and they're being shot and stuff like that. The the bullet shells, right? It even it, you know I, I watch things on subtitle now just because. I don't know. I I found it's easier to know what's going on. <laughs> it says shells hitting ground, and you watch it, and an expended bullet will have just the shell. What they dropped on there were full bullets, like like it wasn't even fire. And and, and I, right off the bat, I was like, "Who the fuck messes that up?" That is one of the easiest edits you could. It's it's more expensive to buy those than just the the shells. So I was like, holy shit. I was like, come on. This, this, it just it bugged me. And I don't know if it's because that happened right at the beginning. It just kicked off this bug for the rest of the show. You know what bugged me at the beginning was they introduced uh, the lead soldier, the one that, that finds mm-hmm. out she's a mortal. Nile? Yeah. Nile. Nile. They introduced her uh, as she is giving kids candy. She's giving some kids some candy, and mm-hmm. they call her over. And... It was, to me, that was so, uh, pandering. It it was like, oh, oh, this is obviously someone we're supposed to like because they like kids. You know, it it was trying, it it, it was so obvious. It was like, it was like trying to throw a platitude into a character just to, just to try to shape, shape who they were. And I, I found that a lot. There was a lot of, I can see uh, that, but I also know that well, that was actually a tactic in in the area where the where marines and this this actually comes from a friend of mine who was uh, an army guy who um was over there and he said that to get to get um 
the the, the, the people and the families. You. Yeah, he, you would. You would you would bring toys and candy into the children. And then the moms would see that and like, okay, they're not that. It, it was kind of like trying to build a trust thing. So I believe that is a true, like. I. It, it wasn't a question of whether it was truth or not like that. It just seemed like they, it was, it was a way of trying to, to build the, the audience's care for this, this new character. I, and it I'll just seemed, that. it that. seemed really, um, uh, it, it wasn't, it, it seemed obvious, and yeah. and I don't yeah. mind that in you know a comic book that that creates characters that are kind of uh, obvious or you know you've got your your you know, I mean here it had the the bad guy he was portrayed very very sinister kind of had the had the uh, the, the googly the, eyes has no morals oh, the doc yeah the and, and so and, okay before well, okay. we get too far okay <laughs> that guy do you know do you know that actor. That's Dudley. You know, Dudley, oh my god! <laughs> I was like, "What?" So I Dudley, I... Dudley Dursley from Harry Potter. He, yeah. uh, in mm -hmm. fact, he, you know, and I, I, I recognized him from the uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, he, he, that's uh, Coen Brothers uh, Netflix original that that hit hit Netflix about a year ago, and he was in one of the short stories and where he played a. Uh, a character with no no limbs it was it was huh. a really interesting character but huh. he had a very his face was very recognizable um but you, do you know that for like the last uh, the harry potter movies it was either deathly hallows probably part one um he had to put on a fat suit because he had lost all oh, the weight yeah. and they almost recast him they almost recast him because of that that's crazy <laughs> that's very interesting yeah. i did not know that <laughs> i thought he, well, go ahead no, go ahead. If we're still on Dudley, no, go no, ahead. No, I, just, I, I just wanted to say I thought the actor uh, did a good job playing that character. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was overacting. Very... He kind of fit that more comic book style that that I thought. Um, His teeth were jacked up. Would have worked better. <laughs> I was wanting to see the the whole movie kind of take on more of a comic book style. Uh, the, way oh, yeah. they were, the way they were trying to play some of the characters, the uh, it, it seemed like it would have worked better. Like, you know, so, like like 300 or Watchmen, that sort of style, which that's the This would have been better. This would have been better as a series. It really would have. Um, I agree. That's... Yes. Sorry, go ahead. I, no, no, you got to uh, jump in, Ashley. Do not just butt right in. I'm not used to interrupting you. This is different for me. Uh, <laughs> What you were saying with how she uh, Niall was giving candy to the uh, kids at the beginning, that was one of the few moments in the movie I noticed that where they were actually focusing on the character, not the story. The whole time it just seemed like story thing, story thing, story thing. And I've been watching more shows than movies, so this may be definitely like my bias with what I like about shows rather than movies. But there wasn't very many moments where it was like, this is why you should like the character. This is who the character is as a person, not just as a story. Right. Uh, That's why I say it should have been a series because yeah. you, we get so almost nothing on the on the other uh, four in the group. Well, right. you know, one of my favorite character moments was between uh, I think I wrote their names down, Joe and Nikki, who were two of the yes. the two were they were kidnapped and and taken yep. and put. And they have their their little romance scene when they're sitting yeah. on the on the on the on the um, the gurneys, you know, in their or wherever the, oh, you yeah. know, when they're about to be uh, tortured, and they just have this little romance between them, which I thought was so fun to watch. It reminded yeah. me of uh, uh, did remember the Mummy Returns? Um, yeah, 
not the first one, but the second one. And it was, it was the, the, the lead and he, he got, he got married and I think they had kids in the second one, uh, the mummy yeah. returns, but it was so refreshing to see such a fun marital relationship on screen. It seemed like throughout that whole movie, they were just having fun, well, which is something that in the movies you don't typically see. You usually see a bickering couple. And, right. and so yeah. I thought that was really refreshing. And I, this, it was just a, a simple short scene, but it was kind of the same Especially, thing. It was, it was refreshing just to see a nice, yeah. you know, happy couple. <laughs> and then in the truck where they like use them kissing to distract the guards and that they pull them apart, they use right. their that love to kill the people that <laughs> capture them. And I loved it. Yeah, I, I actually thought they were two of the better characters in there and I wanted yeah. to know yeah. more about them. Um, and then we also had book or book who, uh, you know, we get nothing on him and why he's part. I mean, it's just, this should have been a series. Which um, was he? He was oh. the one that actually. The, the traitor. Yeah, he was the traitor. Yeah, his and motivation so, was really. There was simplistic. none. Yeah. It was too, it, yeah, I, I didn't get a get a sense of it, why. It, he I did, didn't go he through did that. that at all. And then, and then, you know, everything's about Andy and then the new girl, which I can understand kind of, but this, this really should have been a series. Um, Andy was a little, see, I didn't think well, she, what? she carried the movie like she's done. Like I loved her in Atomic Blonde and Mad Max. You know, well, she, she was really supposed just, to carry the movie. She, she, she was supposed she just, to. It was the, just too brooding and, and, and depressed oh, right, right. the whole time. I didn't. I, I thought she was day. great with some of the, the action sequences, but, and, and I, I, I think she is great. I just didn't think they gave her much to, to, to carry. So whoever their, whoever their <laughs> editor and their, their sound people and stuff like that should be fired because they know nothing about guns. If you listen to that, they're inside building, firing all these guns, and they all sound like they've got silencers going through earphones. Not one of them sounds like a real fucking gun going off. And I'm sorry, but I am I'm sick and tired of the everybody's an expert marksman and can kill a guy with one shot when they're wearing oh, full God. tactical gear. Every like these other guys are supposed to be these fucking trained soldiers and they can't get a shot. I mean, they're hitting them every once in a while, but they're getting popped in the head with single shots of people popping out from behind. Yeah. Yeah, they I mean, they didn't do the John Wick or the uh, what was the one we was, saw with Thor? Uh, oh yeah, the, that was uh, Extraction. Extraction, where they actually had some times where they were trying to do the trying to yeah. kill someone who had a lot of armor on, and then they had to uh, well, and then, put in and the then, extra effort. Like everybody but two guys die with one one shot, and then one guy takes a full on fucking beating, stabbed in the knee, stabbed in the knee with a knife. <laughs> And fucking walks it off. Yeah. You don't fucking walk off a knife in the knee. I don't care who the fuck you are. You don't do that. It just. Uh, th and then the 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 other bad guy that was supposed to be decent with you know he's the one that shot uh, Nikki in the head and stuff like that. You know he had a pretty decent battle scene, but and and he had the best death of everybody in the whole movie um, when um, I can't think of uh, the other guy Nikki's uh, Joe. Joe? When he goes, you know, he fights him and, he's, and he goes, you shouldn't have shot Nikki. And then he does the shoulder throw mm. and brings him right down on his neck. I was like, okay. I hated it, but I action, loved it. <laughs> that was the best part of all the action. But yeah, I couldn't stand whoever, whoever their, their editor, I don't know who their special effects supervisor has no fucking clue what a gun is <laughs> like absolutely nothing at all. And, and, and it, 
it really shows in that sh in movie and that and and maybe that's why everybody gets shot with one you know one shot to the head with full tactical gear and they drop um i did like the fight scene the first fight scene where they were in the when they got ambushed i thought that one was a little bit better i liked some of the choreograph in there but then later on in some of the other ones they looked a little rushed and some of them like there's one cut scene where they go to Andy and she she then does something to a guy. You could tell as the fucking camera swings to him, they're standing there waiting for a cue sound, like, and then they move. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, so, some of this series was a little close to uh, Twilight for me. You know, first off, you've got these kind of immortals. And 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 it was a little glamorized at time. You know, you, you've got... Shirley Theron, who, who, who is a very attractive woman, but sometimes she just looked too much like a model in this. And I would have liked to have seen her. Oh, and I, it got it just kind of reminded me of, of Twilight and how bothered. they're walking around uh, looking all pretty. <laughs> True. How does she have earrings in her ears if like any wound she has closes? She has like eight earrings in her ears. Oh, that's interesting. But anytime she stabbed or like shot it heals how does she have earrings yeah, brought that up that, that's another know. pothole that is another pothole uh yeah there's there there was some that's interesting it. like i said there there's it, it's a good show i'm not going to say it's not worth watching but well, it sounds like the, it, you know it's certainly got a lot of critical praise and uh, it sounds like it's getting a lot of watches so it's i think they have two more two more they want to turn it yeah, into a, a trilogy yeah they set it up for a second yeah, the well, comics I think well, have more the one the one backstory they give us is they give us uh you know Andy's backstory about when she first became immortal and she has this other sidekick with her, right? And then she dies yeah. a thousand deaths I, and stuff. Wow, so, or something. I and don't that's know the how big the kicker at the end when when. Well, but okay. So mm -hmm. the question is, is: Is Andy now immortal again? Did she start healing again? What's the deal? Or is she not or immortal? And what's we didn't get. There was nothing that that said that she was immortal. She was still wounded, at the end. Well, it's interesting because they she pulls up her her shirt and they have like a little bit of a bandaid on it, but it looked like it it kind of I don't know. I, I that's the me, that's the twilight think, the model the you know they gotta right. make them all look just really pretty <laughs> I, yeah, I, because I, at I know the end saying. when book is banished he says like I won't see you again because it's thought years. that she's going to die so I don't I don't think they've set up for her to keep living I think they have to otherwise this I don't think this this movie I don't think this second movie works without Andy I think the I don't think this girl that was drowned is supposed to take Andy's place. I, or no, um, Niall's supposed to take Andy's place, and then I don't, I don't the other girl's it. going to be the villain I don't or see it. I, I, To me, with her, if she dies, I think she takes this series with her. To me, just going off of what I've seen. The rest yeah, I, don't of them, think, I don't think they'd put the same budget into into a, <laughs> a, right. a second one without her to kind of So, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I would have rather seen this as like a 10 episode series and get some backstory. Yeah. Like I would have loved to seen how Nikki and Joe met, you know, they supposedly yeah. fought each other and killed each other in the crusades. Uh, I would have loved some backstory on Booker. I would have loved to seen how these guys all came together. Maybe some of these missions in the past. Why are they such a tight group? Why, why do they care other than, Oh, we're immortal. I would have liked to seen that. You know, and and they could have done this in a um, flashback, like okay, first first episode is the the new girl right discovering her, and then the next episode is, uh, you know, 
them going back and showing some of the, the past and then a little bit of the few, you know, uh, present day, then a little more past and a little more present. They could have made this so much better and so much more enjoyable and so much more buying into those characters than they did with, with what they did. And, and, um, I have a feeling this was a, and someone, I, I read this somewhere that this was a, another Netflix rush job. Yeah. Right. I did read something like they were fighting to get it out by, by July 10th, you know, for, and I don't, I didn't, I didn't know why. Which but to me is, it, but I, I, you know, Netflix is now becoming that like, uh, okay, how fast can we make this? How cheap can we make this? How, how, how can we fucking flood the market with new stuff? Yeah. And, um, they, they've hit some good, you know, products, but eventually you throw enough crap out there and people are going to start getting tired of it. Well, this one, so. a lot of a lot of people are really enjoying this, so we're we may be on the other side of that. Um, so, yeah. But I, well, that's I why definitely how we seize it. <laughs> well, I definitely agree <laughs> that that building the characters more would have would have helped this, and and you do that with a series. Yeah. Uh, maybe they right. couldn't sign on uh, Charlie Theron to a series. Maybe that Possibly. was something. That, and, as and, much as we're shitting on it and all that, I'd still be excited to see the next one, and I'd still recommend this movie to other people. But it's never one that I myself would watch again. Right. I want to see like, a second a one movie, in, in the hopes that they would try it a little different. But considering this is getting a lot of critical yeah. acclaim, they might just say, "Hey, the same formula. Let's let's make it happen." Oh, I'm sure they time. will. And so, going, yeah, yeah it's good too. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? This and yeah. it may not get a third one. So talking about watching it a second time. So I watched this with my dad the first time. My dad came out of the blue and showed up at my house. So you know, just to, to visit <laughs> and stuff. And so we can't do much because I'm not very mobile. So we watched watched some shows and we watched. This was one of them watched. And it's funny because my dad fell asleep during the first time I watched it. I, I was up watching it with Ashley again the second time. I fell asleep during it. <laughs> And I fell asleep hard. Yeah. I, pro I probably was out for a you good did. half hour. And so. It, yeah, I even said your name and you did not wake up. And I was like, well, I got to go do some stuff. But I don't know how to wake you up without you waking up annoyed. So, yeah, it was one of those. It was like, oh, OK. So, um, yeah, as far as watching it again, I probably wouldn't. Um, and it was, it was sure enough, like I even went. One of the things I did when I was going back watching it again was like, okay, now I picked up that this the, the bullets were full bullets and not shells. And I was like, okay, let me make sure I'm not fucking talking out my ass. And, and sure enough, that was the same thing. And then none of the fucking guns sounded like guns. They all sounded like fucking squirt guns. Like there's no, you cannot fire a fucking pistol without a silencer in a room and not have your ears blown out. It, it just doesn't happen. And these guys were firing so much in sh right next to each other. And I was just like, okay, you're all deaf. Hey, tell me this. You were in the military. If, if you had one of your, you know, people that you went through, went through basic training with and, you know, were really close with, and suddenly they appear to have healing power. Are you going to mm -hmm. like ignore them? Like everyone oh, seemed no. to just suddenly do. Yeah. When, when, I thought that Hell was, no. I did not get that. That, that didn't make sense that they, they just completely out. Yeah. That her. was, a, that was that a weird, so weird to me. <laughs> and, and I don't know, I don't know the Marines as much. Um, I don't know if they have all women combat units, what? which, okay. okay. And that's what that was like. If you notice, the three women that went into the, or the three soldiers that went into that building were all three women. Yes. Um, I don't think that the Marines break up their units 
all women, all men, all things like that. Um, I know they, and I don't even know how many, I know women are now allowed in combat, so I don't even know how much, but I'm pretty sure there's not all female combat units like that. I'm, 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 you know, taking a guess. I may be, you know, talking shit out. I would think in that situation, it was a, because they were clearly trying to be sensitive to the town in order to get information so Marines that don't care about sensitivity <laughs> no Marines I'm don't sorry. care about sensitivity so here's the thing is well, they might have been when they're talking to people but when you're kicking a door in and you're fucking shooting people there's no time for sensitivity and and yeah. it's not about it's not about that part of it, it it's more about a cohesive uh a combat unit cohesive uh, unit yeah yeah and i was Some, surprised that there was only three um well, well sometimes but, you'll see hollywood uh trying to promote <laughs> promote uh an idea and even mm-hmm. if it's not something the military does but there's the, the the more you get audiences used to seeing it the more they don't think yeah. it's unusual to see when it really happens and so they yeah. sometimes they get ahead of Head of head of change by yeah. I didn't mind the scene. Like I, out there I didn't saying, think it was. I didn't think it was norm. bad. I thought that was actually one of the better scenes done, and the way they did everything. Um, I, I really enjoyed that part of the the movie. Um, I just me thinking about you know the stories I've heard from my friends that are army marines that have been in situations like that, and just knowing what what women have gone through to become part of combat and stuff like that. I don't think there's there are female units. I mean, even in the Coast Guard, I was in the Coast Guard uh, when I was in, and this was in the 90s, there was only one vessel, right? One ship out of the entire fleet that was a full female crew, right? And it was, it, and the only reason they were able to do it is because it was a very small ship. It only had a total of 14 members, so 12 enlisted, two officers, right? It was a patrol boat, um, same kind of boat I was on. And there was only one in the entire fleet that was a f- all female. Everything else was mixed, and I think that, that what they were trying to do is is is, you know, the problem. And, and I don't want to make this sound like a sexist thing, but the problem is is when you have an all female crew, it becomes a showboat. It became it becomes a uh, a poster child instead of we're just out here doing the job. Right. Yeah. Instead of like mixing the crew and saying, look, it doesn't matter if you're a male or female. We got a crew that does the job and we everybody's got our back. You got this female crew and then it's like everybody's like, oh, oh look at our female crew. Look what they're doing, you know, rather than yeah. just we do our fucking job. Well, you know, and that's where Hollywood sometimes Hollywood steps up and says, OK, I'm going to show it on the big screen and get the outrage out of the way so that when the awesome. military does it, they're not having to do it because or you have to be afraid that that people are going to look at them and say you're doing this to to get points on for the liberals or you know possible um so hollywood sometimes will will get ahead of the game there uh, and and i i think it's i think it's good that yeah. that they kind of take well, the heat for those sort of things um i would love to hear in from a, a current marine or someone that was in the marines if we have anybody that's listening that that knows is there female combat unit only you know only or okay female only combat unit i would I, I mean maybe it's something i'll even research i know ashley you were going to say something what what do you got to say this is about sexism political issues but the people that make that boat the poster child it's not the people on the boat it's society that would up that would focus oh, right. on right no no it's command yeah it's, it's i feel like not, that's an important thing to note <laughs> 
No, no, it's not the boat itself that will do it. No, no, not at all. It's not the crew. It's not the captain. It's not. It's not the people doing the job. It is. Um, it is the politicians and mm-hmm. uh, the big wigs that are out there trying to get points for look what I can do. Look yeah. at me. Look what I made happen. And it's not. And 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 nothing against that that female crew and and any of the women I ever worked with in the Coast Guard. They they all did their job. And there's nothing yeah. ever. I have nothing bad to say about any of those or an all-female crew i'm just saying it's just not something that happens and and to me i found that when it did happen or a female was put in a position to to kind of buck the like trend it was more as a a a statement and a statue rather than look you can do the damn job right Mm -hmm. they didn't they didn't get the job a lot of the times because they could do the job uh necessarily which they should have they it was more of like hey we're going to put you in here so we can look good yeah and and i think that's bullshit and and i have no problem with women in combat i know there's i mean shit there's probably women out there that are more badass than any any marine could ever be more badass than i would ever be and 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 if they want to be in that situation and they and they have the the fortitude to go out and and defend their country and their uh, comrades and their their crew and their people with them then fucking more to them i mean i'm all for it um, because not everybody can do it. I mean, I think I could do it if I was put in the situation, but I know not oh, I everybody couldn't. can. <laughs> right? No, not everybody can, and that's and that's why not everybody. Constantly. And that's why and that's why not everybody's a soldier, right? That and that's that's True. why, you know, um, it's one of the reasons I give respect to the military, not just because I was in it and I, and I come from a military family that's been in it and, and stuff like that, is because not everybody can do that job. And and for the people that do it and do it longer than the first four year, you know, enlistment, the ones that that stick it out, you know, and and do and go longer, I, I have the ultimate respect because you do you sacrifice regardless of you know what else is going on. You're sacrificing one way or the other. Even even the guys that are in, you know, these these super easy you know desk stations. Some of them are you know they're sacrificing their holidays and they're staying home. You know they're they're missing stuff with family or something like that. They're 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 sacrificing just just as much as um, some of the people that are going to war and, and, and other things are going to other countries and stuff. So, yeah. anyways, that we got off on a our, our little tangent. <laughs> well, so. tangent. <laughs> anyway, so that was that was a uh, uh, old guard. Um, mm-hmm. I think we all liked it. I mean, I would have liked a lot more out of it. You know, um, it's. I don't think it was as good as Extraction. I don't think they put the effort into the the battle scenes. Oh, there was one more. There was another one that fucking killed me too. Just someone should slap the editor. There was a scene where the doctor guy was looking at them when they got up from being shot in the ambush, and they're completely clean. There's not a fucking bullet hole. Oh, yeah. No blood. It was like someone gave them the pre. CGI uh, film of them getting up like they, they after they'd been shot, and I was like, "Come on, how how do you fucking miss shit like that?" That might not be the editor. That might just be the uh, the producer saying, "Hey, we we got a we got a July tenth release date. You better throw it together with what you got." If you're if your yeah, I... studio didn't get the shot ready. Then it looks fine. It was Go. so. <laughs> okay. It was so horrible. I was like, "What the fuck? Come on!" So I didn't catch Why that the would... first time. But... Go ahead. 
Why was Dudley holding the freaking axe when they were like in the room so, waiting? Well, that that bothered you. <laughs> so Dudley, the what was so he he pulled that axe and he knows it's from hers. He he has some information about. Him. He doesn't know how to well, use it. No, Why no. didn't he grab a fucking gun? Well, he probably doesn't know how to use that either. But here's the thing: is he he knew sure. it was a it, an ancient weapon, and he was like any other scared little boy in a home invasion he's grabbing whatever he can and holding it it's like you know it's like grandma at the top of the stairs holding a baseball bat knowing damn well he's never swung one <laughs> if they would have broke in and he would have he wouldn't have known what the fuck to do so yeah no i i mean i, I give him props for having that because i mean that was what was close and it kind of gave it i to me gave me a good look of yeah i i, I would see a scared little boy holding something thinking he's going to do something you know, instead of leaving it, it did definitely play up his weak, like only wants results but can't do anything. Like they made him look very weak, and I liked that. <laughs> True, <laughs> made you hate him more. <laughs> oh yeah, he was definitely a good villain. I, I think he might have been one of the better actors in the whole thing, as far as like, you know. I thought he was well cast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was good. Yeah. All right, well, let's get off old guard, right? Uh, I think we, like I said, we all. Enjoyed it. Um, I would recommend it, but I would recommend it as like, hey, if you got nothing else to do for two hours and uh, don't mind some plot holes, here you go. Um, I, but... don't think, I don't think I'd recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. If, if I definitely came... had things. If I met things someone who was like first. me, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it to me. True. Like if, I, if someone came up and said, hey, do you got a good movie? I would. It wouldn't be on the top of my list. I'd be like, watch extraction first yeah okay if you got nothing else to watch you got two hours to burn here you go or you know rewatch extraction so <laughs> <laughs> um but now let's get on to something that was really really good and was a series and did the building of the 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 characters in the in oh. the story and we got haunting of hill house so well this this was a um so so this was a series, I believe it was 2018. This has been out a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason mm -hmm. I found out about this show is as I watched the Umbrella Academy and I was fucking loving that. And then I saw an article that said, uh, Umbrella Academy is basically just Haunting of Hill House. And I'm like, what? So I read this article and I was like, uh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But it got me curious on Haunting of Hill House. So I was trying to find some time to watch it because I know this is a show that Alyssa won't watch with me. And so it came up. And uh, since I was sitting on the couch with nothing better to do except for have my leg and ice raised above my heart so the swelling goes down and Ashley was at home, we made a deal on uh, I'm gonna she's going to watch Haunting of Hill House with me and I'm going to watch Avatar, the last Airbender series with her or just in general. And so... I did watch, I binged all of Avatar, and we're going to talk a little bit about that after this. And then so it came up, we got to watch Haunting the Hill House. So we started binging this, I think, last Monday. Yeah, we watched Let it in three days. Yeah, we, we, we like three episodes, three episodes, four episodes, fucking kill it. Yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it, it was good. And so, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know where to even start with this because it is – this is one of those things that has everything. Mm -hmm. um, it has a great story. It has great filmmaking. It has great, great uh, suspense acting. I mean, everything in it. I, I there's nothing about it that I was like, mm, yeah, I would have done that a little different. <laughs> I, I mean, a, I liked everything about it. Um, 
I, I did read some reviews and, and a lot of people are way up on top of this, but the one thing that came out and I kind of agree with some of the, the critics of it is it's not necessarily, I wouldn't call this the greatest horror series. It is a <laughs> horror drama, drama horror kind well, this of thing. Is, you can look at horror from so many different angles. There's so many right. different subgenres of horror. So this yeah. is the ghost, the ghost, the, the long yeah. burn, the ghost story. Um, and and it is that, and it's and it's it's creepy. It's not it's not one of those ones. It's not a a, a gore fest. It's not a like. It's got oh some my good, god! You, it's, it's got exactly some exactly what scares, I though. like for scary. Yeah. Oh, it's got some yeah. jump because I and and I the ones that don't sc- jump. There's only they one just kinda, big jump. They, you know, the, that Float. the floating thing that's come down, and you're just terrified, and it's able to kind of sustain that terror. For for you know long you not it's not like yeah. a jump scare. Minutes. Although they do, oh, yeah. yeah, they have that jump That's scare in the car. <laughs> the one jump scare they have, it's where you least expect it, so it gets you even more. And I've like I've been, I don't know if we're doing spoilers or not, but yes. spoiler. this is a spoiler. I've been driving. Okay, I've been driving, and I'll randomly think of it. I'm like, oh shit, Nelly's here. Like I'm thinking yeah. of it. It'll scare me past the move or the show, which is. <laughs> so good that it will like stick like that i watched this a little over a year ago so and i think i even brought it up in one of our podcasts talking about netflix shows uh that i was recommending this was something that alicia actually recommended to me saying you know check it out and she loves horror movies yeah and i see a lot of horror movies with her and um and i was really blown away by this you know it might have been the other way around maybe i recommended it to her (laughs) i'll have to go back to my text but but, I can uh, see you really liking this. I, I loved it. I loved it. And uh, this is Mike Flanagan, and he's as the direct. He wrote and directed mm-hmm. all all ten episodes, I believe. It's... I think there was one other director. Yeah, there was ten. There, yeah, but no. there was one other. No, there was one other director because if you look at the credits, uh, okay. he might have been part of all ten, but there is another director as part of one because it says uh, him plus one other on I IMDb. Was, I believe he. Okay. Well, I don't in here on on Wikipedia he's shown as the director. He's not shown as the writer on all of them. But anyway, uh directors on IMDb says directors and one Mike Flanagan and one other um oh, on episode 1 apparently uh Clarion Foy. Wow. So okay. I don't know. They're missing that on Wikipedia, but I think I this is on IMDb. IMDb is probably a, a little bit more with it than Wikipedia. Anyone yeah. can get in there and edit Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and it might even be one of those things is is like maybe the other guy started it or just one did a little section. But yeah, no, it's definitely Mike Flanagan is the 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 director brain behind it. Well, he's the writer too. And he's directed and a the, bunch of other movies on Netflix and reused some of the same actresses and actors for them. Well, he did he's, Gerald's he's a great Game. Director. Gerald's Game is a Stephen King adaptation, I, I, which is a very faithful one if you've read the book. Um, yep. And it's a very, you wouldn't expect it would make a good movie, but they turned it into a, you know, a 90 minute Netflix movie, very nice. faithful to the book. And it was very effective. Um, and that's one of the same, I think it's the mother is, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of these the characters character. that have been in a lot. Actually, I think there's almost every one of the movies they, they talk about more than one of the characters or actors is, has been in other movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like talking about the, the kid actors. Oh my God. They oh, yeah. like every one of those kid actors was 
fabulous. Yeah. Right. I, I, I'm and, still and... so confused whether Abigail was dead in the beginning or not. I cannot. I haven't come back and see because she wears a different dress after she dies. And I can't tell if Luke was imagining her or like not. And I'm you, so caught up. On so that. I, wa I watched a little over a year ago. And so today when I was preparing, I had to do I, I watched like a 17 minute recap to try to oh, nice. catch me up, which was really effective. And I think they even mentioned that she was a real person that that uh, in the beginning yeah. she was. But, but watching then how this, did no one else see her? Well, I, you know, Sorry, OK, I. I, I watched the 17 minute re recap and realized I got to watch it again because it was so good. So I know I read something too that I know I know you really probably would geek out if you knew about. Um, so I think it was episode six and you even mentioned this to me. I did. I, yeah, I said, I did, did you get to episode? I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so apparently it had another it was like a 15 minute no cut take and that they took six weeks preparing for this. And I think it's the very beginning of that episode. Now, not only is there that one take, but this whole episode pr comprises of at least five of these long, uh, no cut, no edit takes um, in that episode six. So uh, when I read that, I was like, oh, Steve's going to be geeking. <laughs> it is such uh, a geeky thing, but I love it. I love I it. I know that you do. And that's what's cool about it. And, and it's funny is I notice these things now when I'm watching them, I see things like that. And I'm like, oh, man, OK, now I know what he's talking about. And it makes yeah, me I... nervous watching about these things. It's <laughs> like watching live TV. It's like because because you know that everyone's got to hit their mark. They've got, you know, right. how many takes do they do? But can you imagine being 10 minutes into a take and, you know, you flub a line or something and you've got to so That's what they reset. said. Six weeks of a lockdown oh set gosh. for them to, to them to get ready for just that one take. And Damn. that was a, that was, I, I know you said it and it was right before we watched it. And I was like, holy crap. That was one of the more powerful episodes too. Five I mean, and six, all... five and six. The the yeah. one with Nell, I thought was another good, the, the crooked, the, the, the bed the neck. Oh. When you kind of oh. find out what that's all about, that was something. The, now, one the, of the looping things... and how it just didn't stop. One, oh, oh my God. gosh, I know. <laughs> one of the things I uh, read or I saw where they were talking about it in the uh, recap was, and I didn't catch this, but, you know, the first five episodes follow each child and they're mm -hmm. you know, from uh, older and younger, but they also, each one represents uh, a stage of yes. grief. I, stage I of read grief. that yeah. today. Denial, anger, bargaining, oh. depression, and acceptance, which I, so another reason why I got to watch it again and kind of. Oh no, you're not kidding. I was like, I read that. I just read that today. Cause I, one of the things I do is I go in and I read the, um, the trivia stuff in IMDb just cause you'll never, you never know what you're going to find in there. And that was one of the first things that came up and I was like, holy shit, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> and so the other thing I read about like, so this was uh, based off of a book from like 1959, um, right. which, uh, Shirley, Oh God, what was her name? Shirley Jackson. Uh, yeah. So, and that's originally there was only three children, um, and they weren't siblings. Well, I got a sense so, that that was almost like the backstory of this series. And it, I got a sense it, that, that they used they, that as a backstory. They did, but they, they, they modified it because, um, the, it was originally three children. They weren't siblings. Okay. So Stephen and Shirley were not part of the original children. It was Theo, um, the other two, uh, Nellie and Luke. Luke. And so uh, they added the others. And that's why they have the names that they do, too. Okay. Is So you have Shirley, who was named after the original author, and then Stephen, who was named after Steven Spielberg. Uh, so, or uh, Stephen little, King. Steven Spielberg? No. 
Spielberg, uh, okay. because I believe he is the... Um, I could be wrong. They did do a nod to Stephen King in here with one of the books. Uh, I think there was a... Yeah. Yeah, I think... I thought I said... Spiel, I thought it was Spielberg because it's Spielberg's uh, production company that had a lot to do with yeah, this. Yeah, I could see him wanting to get his name in there. Um <laughs> I, I want to say it was Spielberg. <laughs> I, I I could be wrong. It's one of the. It's either Steven Spielberg or Stephen King. But I I want to say it was Spielberg. Um, oh, so another another uh, note, and this this is kind of uh, made me think of you, Steve, is when I saw it. So there was a bunch of little throwbacks to E.T. Right? Oh um, yeah, because of Henry Thomas. Right. So he was the <laughs> character. So apparently there was one. Um, it's when. Uh, Luke is in his treehouse. He has a little ET uh, tin. Um, I saw that. Yeah, uh, the little in, lunchbox. Yeah. yeah. So th they were throwing the fact that okay, so the little kid in ET riding the bike is actually the f the young father. Right. Which same I actor. Was, yeah. I thought, yeah. I was like, oh damn, that's so cool. So there's a bunch of ties to to uh, to characters and this the uh, actors and stuff like that. And, and I really, you know, I don't think it right away i noticed this but 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 a few episodes in suddenly you start realizing that they he puts the 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 faces the ghosts in the background there's hidden ghosts in every single and, episode and when you start the spotting them they're supposed to be 30 at least oh my gosh uh, you, you discover one and they never really call them out at all they're just nope. back there never and it creates a certain spookiness i think, I think like, oh my god it makes you stare yeah you always looking past actors and stuff so i think there's a total of i've read somewhere that said at least 30 and i want to think wow. i want to say they did at least three per episode or something like that and uh i know there was a couple divided of them, by like, 10 like, is three yeah. yeah i'm just <laughs> throwing it out there uh i know me and ashley are watching and she's like oh did you catch that one i'm like what what we reverse i'm like oh and then i would catch one and she didn't she's like well, did you see that one? Oh, damn so yeah and then uh so that there there's a lot of ghost easter eggs and and they were talking about they actually made um they made three different uh figures or you know prosthetic figures and stuff like that to okay. use to do those and so it's this it's the same kind of ghost throughout um they might change it just a hair uh, you know a slightly here and there but yeah um, and then with I, the main scares that were never the scares that you expected but if they were they would go beyond like i for nelly's death like i expected her to be the the bent neck lady by the time that it oh, that one threw me death. off. I wasn't expecting that. But the fact that they like made her be the one that she was saw as the as a kid, and they kept showing her and dropping her, and like that, just that whole scene. I keep thinking about it and getting freaked out again. <laughs> just they did their scares so well. Well, you'll if if you liked it so much, you'll be happy to know that that Mike Flanagan wrote and mm -hmm. directed. Yeah, Haunting of Bly Manor. And they actually okay. wrapped production in February 2020. So they got it all shot before oh, before the COVID lockdown. So I don't know where it's at or when it's going to come out. But, uh, yeah. but, but uh, same director, same, you know. Uh, so that would be interesting. I wonder if they're going like a whole new story. or I have a... no clue. I, they did release well, a little teaser. It's a new with place, some... right? Yeah, Bly Manor or whatever. Yeah, so... They're, they're also talked about, like, um, you know, we we're talking about the, the ghosts in the back. They said uh, the wide shots of the um, Hill House, each one of those has hidden ghosts in it, too. Jeez. So I didn't catch on all of those. So it's, it's one of those things that I could go back and watch it. But, yeah, uh, one of the one of the the 
drawbacks that I read about, and, and I don't think this is a drawback in why they call it more of a drama, is they were saying there was a lot of monologues, like a lot of just, you know, these long speeches from characters and stuff. And I, and, and I don't find that as a drawback in this because I think that's how they built the story and they built mm -hmm. the back character and, and you learned about these characters because you kind of have a, 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 a connection to them as both a kid and an adult and trying to tie what was going on and stuff like that. And it's, it's insane on how all it went and stuff like that. And I think without those monologues, it would have been missing. And, you know, I, I, to me, that was what made this kind of great is that, you know, seeing what was going on, the, 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 the interactions between the family members and stuff like that and stuff. Uh, yeah. I think that's what actually makes this great in the aspect of, yeah, it's a horror movie. And yeah, there's there, I would have loved to seen more stuff from the house just because to me, that's, I love that stuff. Like the creepy scene where they drop us, uh, uh, Luke down the, the dumb waiter. Holy oh, fucking God, hey, was that intense. <laughs> Why wouldn't right? they test that, the dumb waiter first? That I mean that Kid is probably being one of the dumb scares me. That is one of the scarier scenes, I think, in that whole like when that guy come that they show the thing coming at him, which oh. uh, I wanna I did read that was um the actor that did that uh actually was a um amputee, so he only had th uh, one leg. And so that's kind of why they, they chose him to play that that character. And I thought that was fucking cool as shit. But that's one of the scarier, to me, that's one of the scarier moments of that whole show. Just Poppy's existence, the fact that she convinced Liv to either kill her husband or kill her kids, but like it started seeming like she would convince her she to kill was her the one. Her she, was the, uh, she was the one that I didn't believe as much. I, that's where I started I didn't, their reaching. I didn't believe her as much, but her presence, her acting, oh, yeah. it drew me in so much because she was just the way she talked was so terrifying. <laughs> just with the like screaming memes, like the you know how like in some scary movies they'll t like take child things, like kid things, and turn them scary. Clowns. She did that? Yeah. Oh fuck clowns. <laughs> fuck clowns. <laughs> <laughs> They'll take like a childhood thing and turn it creepy. Her being was essentially that because the way she talked, she took like being seductive and made it creepy. She took like childhood things like be nightmares and made it creepy. And it just her existence was so terrifying, but so like she drew me in so much. One of the so things that I thought this was really successful at being too was a mystery. You know, they really had, yes. they gave you so many clues throughout. In the end, when you have that revelation that that room was basically, red the red room was, was, you know, a different room for every every person. And they had clues that gave it away, but you don't see that until, yeah, the window mm -hmm. and uh, I think the red, the door, and you just don't see that until, until the end. But they do a lot yeah. of that with a lot of the different storylines. They offer clues and, and, and that's effective. I think that it really drives I think that was it. all great. And, and the one thing I did have a problem, and this is, this goes to the, um, the ending, and this is what other people had a problem with is, is it got a little, it kind of got away from the 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 spooky side and the the potential and the the not right in your face and and had her um, you know tapping them on the forehead and all of a sudden they pass out and wake up somewhere. Else. It you know it took it from the yeah. the non physical to the physical all of a sudden. I had a little bit of problem where it went from kind of the supernatural to like directly interacting with them and and that's where I just think it 
could have been a little bit better. Like keep keep the you know the the subtleness about it. Now that was my only problem. Yeah. And a lot of people had an issue with the the ending, and and I, I thought it was great. And I thought it wrapped up a lot of stuff, and I, I I still enjoyed it. I just I was a little it was a little interesting to me. Um, I like the fact that they each had a little thing that they had to kind of go through and get out of like mentally. They each had their like own ghost, which right. I found to be cool. Yeah, this this series to me just and, felt so complete, and you don't see that in in entertainment as much these days. And it's right. it's a the series format. Yeah. It, it it allowed a lot of that uh, that character building, which you don't you don't uh, get in movies as much. And so, I was so surprised and pleasantly surprised to find it and uh, how. It you know, was. It was a great show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one I've been recommending to a lot of my friends. Yep. Also, just because yeah, I want more people to watch it so I can talk about it more. <laughs> yeah, it was It was a really good show. And, and it's, I mean, like I said, they're making another one, so why not watch it and stuff like that? And if you like, mm-hmm. if you like horror shows at all, this is, this is a great one to watch. So, it- um, it's literally the perfect type of scary show for me because I do prefer shows over movies because you do get a deeper understanding. And then I cannot stand gore. Like even Old Guard was hard for me and that was not that bloody at all. But it was just the perfect type of scare for me. It was, I think it's my new favorite show. <laughs> one of them. One of my new favorite shows. Nice. Yeah, it was It was a great one. Um, I definitely recommend this to anybody. And... Uh... I'm I'm super looking forward to the next one, and I would love to find something that's similar. Um, it doesn't even have to be in the horror genre; just a, a good series. Something well, if you like really Mike Flanagan, you, you can check out. He did some horror movies prior to it, Oculus, um, and he did Doctor Sleep, which was another Stephen oh, King adaptation. One that I, I the book itself that's the I second Shining one, right? Yeah, that's the, the, uh, second part of yeah. Shining. And it wasn't as successful a movie as they'd hoped. I uh, started watching a little bit of it and didn't didn't give it um, didn't give it that much time to. But, but <laughs> well, I and you're a Stephen King fan. Well, so I had read the book and it wasn't. It, I didn't care for the book as as much. So um, so maybe there was some of that. Maybe I went in with some uh, being a little preconceived. <laughs> maybe yeah if i didn't care for the book and then it was, here's a movie but i, I it was i was hoping from mike Sl- mike flanagan would bring kind of his style the shining is an interesting book to try to adapt though the, uh, because the shining uh because mike flanagan tried to adapt the shining sequel dr sleep which was a sequel based off the shining book but he also tried to integrate the the, uh, the kubrick movie the shining um, and they are very different. Uh, they have some yeah. characters that were killed off that yeah. weren't killed, all, killed off in the book. One's more supernatural. One's more psychological. So, and he tried to kind of play them both together. Um, and well, I remember us talking so, about that. How The Shining was was so different from the book, but it's different almost in the fact that it stands alone and, and kind of makes itself great in that aspect. And I, I remember yeah. we talked about that, and which is, you know, that's that's kind of what it is. And I, yeah, we were talking about that really weird. You mentioned Steven Spielberg a little while ago, and he did Ready Player One, and he he added right. that really out of place Steve mm-hmm. uh, the Shining sequence because yeah. of his love instead of, of war games. And yeah, instead of war games, from <laughs> he the did book. really good on that movie though. 
unless you read really the book. Well. Unless you read the book, that movie was fucking trash. I did read the book. That movie was trash. I liked them both in very different ways. Trash, trash, trash. <laughs> that movie sucked. No, really, if you read the the It was the, it, it holds nothing up to the book. That should have been a standalone movie and not even called Player Ready Player One. It should have been like fuck here's your next quarter or something because it wasn't that i agree it wasn't the same story not even close i mean it resembled it as much as like you resemble me right (laughs) yeah we're gonna say we're related but we're not the same person not at all and and that that's the problem because ready player one was such an incredible book and story and and if you grew up in the 80s it has so much more meaning you Mm -hmm. know and then the movie it just fucking falls so far short it wasn't like how Percy Jackson, the movie and the book, are so freaking horribly related because the movie itself is not good on its own. The movie for Ready Player One is good on its own. <laughs> and the I book like is good I like too. the racing sequences in Ready Player One, but mm, I agree. Yeah. I agree that reading the book, it really was was hard to to connect them. Um, and and the the book is so much tied to the eighties, uh, you know, Commodore. And genre and, Atari, and everything, uh, yeah. And the war games, you know, you really had more of an '80s feel. Where this really tried to draw Dungeons up. and Dragons. Yeah, I mean, it it had a huge tie to it, and the movie does nothing to live up to any of that. The characters don't even have the same relationships. There were some um, sequences it, in the movie that I think I it's really, just been too long since I I've really read did the book. enjoy. But but I but I also agree. If, if you watch the movie first, if you watch the I movie did. first, yeah. then then Ready Player One can be okay book you, you but if you go book and then movie you're going to be like me and just soured on it completely because it, it is nothing close to it and, and i love yeah. oh my god i read the book I, and like that that's you find that all the i time. did what an audio book what was the brad pitt zombie apocalypse i read it in like middle school movie. so i don't remember Z- it well z yeah world something. war z world war z world war z which the 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 book is a collection of short stories about uh, uh an apocalypse apocalypse and a zombie apocalypse but it's taken you know it follows all these kind of different ideas and, and it's much more well and here they just kind of made up a made up a zombie right. story and gave it the same title and threw brad pitt in it and i really liked the movie but boy yeah. it has absolutely nothing to do with right so with yeah the, that gets back we're getting, like, yeah we are getting way off topic i'm sorry go ahead Ashley. yeah we are finish it Finish it, Ashley. It's still off topic. Um, if you like zombie stuff, X Heroes <laughs> is an amazing book series about zombies. It's like superheroes and zombies, but not stereotypical zombies. I'm well, not going to rant about it, but it's well, it's well, beautiful. I'll have to send your, it to you. Speaking of your recommendation, let's let's use that as a way of uh, segueing into into what, to Avatar. Yeah, the the unless you have anything <laughs> to add on a. Well, so yeah, I was gonna say we got um, haunted, haunting of Hill House, right? We we finished it off, and I think we're all in in, a, in agreement here that this is one of those must see series. Yes. Um, yeah. Even if you're not a horror sure. fan, um, if you can stand to, it doesn't take a seem jump... like horror is even the right word for it. It's like chilling. It's certainly suspense. chilling. It's a ghost story. Uh, it's a suspense for sure. <laughs> and, scare, and yeah, yeah, but I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I you know yeah. this, yes, is a, this is one that I could watch and go to bed and and not have to watch a Disney flick after you know after because that's usually <laughs> yeah. it. I you know that's my if I'm real scared like uh yeah okay I gotta watch Disney or something um, this didn't do that to me although it, I thought it was a good suspense kind of had a, a supernatural scare to it 
But yeah, so the whole reason we watched this together was because Ashley <laughs> wanted me to watch Avatar. And um, I had watched uh, one or two episodes before, a long time ago. I don't remember how long, but... And uh, it, I, I like anime, or car I shouldn't say I like anime. I like cartoons. There's I, large debate about whether it's an anime or not. Right, and that's why I'm changing it. I, and, and I... I, I'm gonna yeah. call it a cartoon, and I like cartoons. Yeah. That's right. This was this was American produced, but they actually had it. Yeah. South Korea, I think, did a lot of the animation. Didn't they like send mm -hmm. the the storyboards to South Korea? Have them send the. Animation I know they back? worked a lot, a lot on it with uh, um, not just South Korea, but they worked a lot with um, actual uh, experts on Asian culture and things like that to to add they that definitely to, did. to add that to it. And it wasn't, and it's not supposed to be just all based like everything is Asian culture, but the idea of the martial arts is bar to the bending and stuff like that is is a very big part of it. And so they wanted that to be a big part of it. Um, so they did work. Each with nation is supposed to different like um i'm not remembering the specifics right now but each one is a different like martial arts type style. of uh martial arts like earth bending is hungar kung fu fire bending is northern shalom i'm gonna mispronounce all of these water bending is tai chi and air bending is oh god i'm gonna so butcher this bog Gazhang? I don't know any. I know Tai Chi. <laughs> but, yeah, Tai Chi. No, I mean, watching this. Kempo. And, and, Come on, where's the Kempo? Right. Well, watching this. <laughs> There's yeah, Kung Fu. Well, Kung Fu is not Kempo. Uh, watching this yeah. and watching the animation that they did and the, the steps that they did and what they did, um, I had a big appreciation for that part of it and um, the fantasy side of it for me and the, the elements and stuff. I really enjoyed that. Um, and, and I'm not going to lie. I'm a big cartoon guy. I've always been a big cartoon guy. I mean, I watch Ninja Turtles all the time. Um, that's one of my go-tos and one of my favorite movies is incredible. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I have no problem watching any kind of animated type show. And so, um, this was just one that, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't pick up and watch originally, but I'm glad I did because I really enjoyed the story and I thought they did a, an incredible job. You know, we talk about character uh, development and stuff like that, oh, character so interaction, oh. and so, <laughs> and so they did a really good job with with all that, um, and then they they add so much to it where you really care for. I mean, you even care for the villains in a way, mm -hmm. and so uh, it, it it was a great job. There was a few things that I don't care for in in um, animation and in typically particular. Uh, in particular, yeah, I can speak today. In particular, um, Asian cartoons where they get the little wide-eye, crazy face, scream thing. Um, I don't care for that, but they, and they only did it a little bit in the very beginning, and then it. There's actually out. different like art styles between each three seasons. Each three yeah. season has a slightly different art style, and I think it's the second one that they did more of the uh, facial. Uh, more focus on the emotional and the f emotions in the face, which you don't like as much. You don't it, like it's not the, the it's not the and... facial. Yeah, it's more like the they do the big eyes and they're they're kind of comic-y looking and and you know freaked out. I don't care for that, but I know that's a big part of anime. Um, but um, but no, I, I still enjoyed this series a lot. Um, I think it had a really good um, base story, and they did a really good job with. I th I think this was written out before they ever released it. 
you know, I, I think got a they, sense they that they had a really intense theology that they kind of interwove exactly. the whole thing that takes a lot of backstory. It shaped my entire mm. moral identity. <laughs> yeah. So I only watched the first episode just to kind of prepare for this. And, and I watched a little bit of the movie too. Um, but I, I, doing the research, I saw that there were three seasons and both broken up into different elements. And so it yes. sounds like they had a roadmap mm -hmm. for this on how they really wanted to put it together. And, uh, was there meant to be more seasons or was that was it i think a... i think they had an idea uh, from the get-go and it was it okay. was the the three seasons and um... it was meant to be this that's it there is legend of Korra, which is coming out on netflix like august 10th i think it is mm -hmm. which i'm so excited for that's the next uh avatar the next one after uh ang dies and that one's uh four seasons long i actually haven't seen that one myself which is surprising since I've rewatched Avatar about eight times now. <laughs> but I mean, it's only sixty um, episodes. It's not that much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the Avatar, the first one itself, is only supposed to be these three seasons. They planned it all as this, and they, I think, that's one of the best ways to do a show is that there's so many shows that are drawn out and you just get tired and they keep redoing the same story and the pre-planned this is it this is all we'll give you is one of the best ways to do my sh a show in a in my opinion wow i'm stumbling words i'm just so she talks just like show. me <laughs> i do it's like i'm your daughter or something <laughs> yeah they did they did an incredible job with this and and like i said um they really they really delve deep into the the character um, development and stuff. There were some things I didn't agree with, so, like they they kind of put people in relationships that I. Before we get our opinions, since we watched it all, I want to know Steve's initial opinion, just seeing a little bit of it. Okay, well again, I just watched I'm episode really... one, and I watched the beginning of of the movie too, and and I don't know if we want to get into that at all. Um, oh God, uh, the movie! <laughs> she's gonna come through this computer and smack you just for well, talking about. The well, no, no, we can talk about no, it. No, that's just what if you she, like the movie. You told we'll me that, that I should I, watch the movie if I were gonna watch anything. Just watch the movie <laughs> to show how much I I despised it. I I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, um, she would. I was just doing it so she could tear it apart. Right. Okay. <laughs> she literally told me she goes the movie. Like I'm like okay, I'm gonna watch this. She goes, don't watch the movie. It's trash. <laughs> it's like, so bad. She goes, it's the most crappiest piece of sh so <laughs> i actually watched the movie um i think after season one i i okay i started the movie i which could, it's I based on season one right that's the yeah, idea is yeah. they were going to do a trilogy they of were, movies too yeah exactly it's, it's like a two hour maybe one and a half i slept through more than half of it and didn't well, even bother to go back it was bad yeah it's yeah so it, 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 it it looked like one of those movies that that the suffered from a lack of really imaginative editing or pace it suffered, uh, the, it suffered the, from imlot Shyamalan. is that is that what it is i yeah he tried to put his own spin on this and he he he, he didn't seem he like didn't, he was able to direct the actors very well um, no he directed them to be that way apparently okay you exactly that well okay this is what i read because i wanted to see i'm like okay why was this such trash why was this such a, a dumpster fire? And so a lot of um, a lot of people blame him because he, of the actors he chose. So he chose the one, um, the main actress. Uh, why can't I think of her name? Katara's. Uh, Katara. And 
so this was someone he worked with before and i mean she's she's pretty woman but she's not a great actress she didn't really fit the role if you go off of the the animated series at all um they're supposed to be an uh an inuit tribe right and this is another one that uh this is one of those big uh whitewash uh films that everybody got all um which i wasn't quite you know i read a little bit about this the the animated series and yes it is influenced by asian culture but it is but it's a completely different world and it's not mm -hmm, really exactly never identifies itself that way and and that's why i didn't have a problem with the what they called the whitewash i'm like if so you would have just had good actors, it wouldn't have mattered as much. Well, because it had Dev Patel. He was the... It had more than 60% of either Asian or Indian actors. So there was a few. And they played certain um, characters that... So they kind of made the, the, the water tribe more of a Caucasian-y type tribe instead of Inuit. But they had... You know, they kind of stuck with, you know, almost... Uh, ethnic for the different tribes so i don't think it's as as whitewashed as people got upset about the whitewashing was just on top of all the shit that happened like it was another (laughs) thing to be like this is garbage and then they did they were were talking about that before it came out though i I did read that they they cast the, the there was a sense that they may have cast the people that were considered the good guys as more Caucasian Uh-oh. and the people that were considered more mm. the the bad guys, I didn't I didn't well, but I didn't main, watch the enough main, the movie to get a sense of this so, as as a different ethnic. But the background. main the main avatar right, Aang, it he was a um, uh, not Filipino but uh, Thai, so he was an Asian, and I I, I want to give the kid credit because he's not he wasn't an actor. He he was he was a kid who was like twelve who really loved the show and had been doing uh, like Muay Thai or something or Tai Chi or something for like a couple years and got pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. And then they they got him in and then he went to like a year of acting school, maybe not even a full year. And I think that's where the shitty acting starts. And it's it's not necessarily the kid's fault. They hired him because he had a bald head look. And he knew a little bit of martial arts. They should have got a fucking actor and taught him some martial arts and shaved it his head. It started with the writing. I mean, you've seen the show. I think you could tell from yeah. the first episode yourself. Actually, even just in the first episode, well, I have notes of like what happened. Humor is such a big part of the show. While it's such well, that's deep part of issues. Well, it's not even written in. No, well, acting too. It just—it was all bad. <laughs> I mean, so if you took to that story, if you took that story and had them talk a little more upbeat and and seem a little more upbeat, it would be different. But yeah, am I am am not Shyamalan or whatever? I can't. M Night, M Night Shyamalan. M Night, that's it. Him. I don't know why I'm screwing <laughs> his name up. Shyamalama Lama. Anyways, he uh. He likes to put his own spin on things, and and if you look at all of his movies, they're all dead serious. And I think he was the wrong director for this. Yeah, and I think that was part of the problem. Yeah. Um, I also didn't care for a lot of the special effects. Um, I think they tried to do, they tried to imitate the the bending and stuff like that, and they just. Well, what's the bending? It, it was just dancing for like five minutes before the effect and that's 
it was, it was just it was like a whole editing, big too. show. That's where, yeah, the editing, like, it seemed awkward. Like there was, there was the, <laughs> the, 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 the timing just seemed like, oh, they're doing a dance. And then exactly. boom, there's an effect and it, it, yeah, it didn't work. And, and that's what I mean. It took a director, out- a director, that's what he controls. That's what they hire him for. Mm-hmm. And, and M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan should have been able to do this. And this is, this just goes to show that he can have some, you know, great shows like Sixth Sense was awesome. Right. And then he can oh, have yeah. some fucking dumpster fires. And so uh, he's kind of back to the bending. <laughs> they never showed the effects of bending, like how, like something I was taken straight from the show is like Katara is bending water and like accidentally hits Sokka with it. Sokka is not wet in like, and they don't show things like fire bending and they hit a building and it's the building doesn't light on fire after you just hit it with fire bending. Like there was never any of the like. Yeah, I was the movie was the movie we was did this bad. thing so it would do this. It was. So now, let, so now let's get off the bad though, and let's get back to the good. <laughs> so the animated series is it's uh, I believe it's twenty episodes uh, each each uh, season. They're uh, I want to say they're like 25, 30 minutes each. They're not very yeah. long. Real easy to watch. Um, I mean, I I literally probably watched this in a week. I think I watched mm-hmm. uh, I think I watched the first season in two days. I think I, I this was also right after I got out of the hospital, so I was not moving much. <laughs> I was pretty much butt to couch, and um, and uh, which I watched all of it, and even the ones I fell asleep, I went back and rewatched. So that was good, you know, to recognize. Oh, that's it. good. I was worried about that. <laughs> no, I I, I make sure, sure I you would. No, I I yeah, I was taking a lot of naps, um, not not always voluntary. Um, because of the pain <laughs> and stuff, but that's okay. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed this, and, and um, I put this up there with any other good animation series. I mean, one, I, one of the other ones I can compare it to that has a good story that kind of continues on is uh, was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, 2012. Of course, that's what I've watched recently. Get off my ass! It's <laughs> um, <laughs> what you watch recently, always. Well, that's because the 2003 series isn't on there right now. Um, but no, I, it, it was one of those ones that they, they did a really good job with writing the script and taking care of, of character development um, so that you, you're more invested in than just a 30-minute um, cartoon. You know, this, someone could, like this, as a kid, you could have watched this, uh, you know, in, in just random reruns as a kid and, and be happy with every 30 minutes and, and, you know, you're good to go and then you go play or whatever. But if you watch it, unless in it was series, like Oppa's Lost Days, and then you're just bawling and you're well, but sad. I'm talking, I'm talking about kids that don't that don't pay attention. They just watch something for 30 minutes just so that their brain is is not active, and you know they can yeah. you know turn turn off for 20 minutes as they eat their you know whatever snack in the morning. This this is one where though you can you can have a good show like that, but you can also as an adult or as an, as a thinking person, watch this and, and get a story out of it and, and have mm-hmm. character development and, and have storylines that travel through the whole series that even come up for sure. um, first, second, third season and stuff. And so I, I that, really appreciate that. Go ahead. Sorry. On that with the, like attaching more meaning to it as an adult, sticking to the first episode, cause that's a, you know, Steve, one of the biggest things throughout the epi- the whole series, but it starts it in the first episode, is that no one is above embarrassment. Like, the main character, the biggest, most powerful person in the show, he crashes into the uh, watchtower and, like, 
falls and then Zuko gets hit with the boomerang and then poked in the eye with a stick in the same episode. And there's just like, no one is above being embarrassed by things or doing embarrassing things and it doesn't stop your way of living. There's just so many little messages I, messages like that throughout the show. I think Not, that's how they keep it light too, right? Mm-hmm. They keep they, they keep some comedy in it and some some interesting fun things to it. And then there's also some deep stuff too. Like um oh, yeah. one of one of the characters, I don't know how much you see him uh during the first <laughs> season you got that cat. Um <laughs> In the first season is um, oh God, I can't think of his name. Jet? The, the, no, no, no. The um, the grandpa. The, uh, oh, no, Iro. Uncle, uncle, yeah, the General Iro. So he's like the the old old guy who just wants to sit and and he's already been through all the wars and stuff like that, and he knows how shitty it is, and he just wants everybody to be happy and peaceful and, and drink some fucking tea. He <laughs> he is to me. When I look back at this, if I had to say, okay, there's one person, if I had to, if I had to hang out with one person from this, this entire series, who would it be? And it would be him, because he's, he's got literally that. Literally, my phone lock screen. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's got that old man sensibility, and um, he kind of reminded me of um, of a uh, oh god Miyagi from uh, Karate Kid, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know, the old, yeah. and so having him in there, and he's that 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 voice of reason um and then he's also the you know the strong spirit and 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 you know he sees his nephew fucking up and he's like hey you shouldn't do that and he's like i'm gonna fucking do it anyways all right i'm gonna be here if you need me i could i could rant about iroh forever but i have two very important things to like note about him is during the first season alone he's you can tell he's intentionally much more of a goofy character, much more of a silly character, because Zuko literally just got burned by his father. He's been abused and destroyed by his family, and then now he's off with his uncle, so his uncle's purposely being, oh, that silly old man, so that Zuko will have that sense of light like in his life, and that is Iroh. Iroh is like the light of Zuko's life. It's the happiness for so long for Zuko. And then... Throughout the series, it's obvious how much Iroh loves tea. And <laughs> for certain teas, you need like a specific temperature, certain time in order to make it to the best of its, like make it sweet instead of bitter. And you need a certain like degree of heat. And since he's a firebender, he's using his firebending to heat his, t- his tea. So the fact that he's able to limit like control his firebending to only get to that certain degree to heat that tea to the certain like temperature shows how much power he has. I mean, there's so many other episodes and so many other things that show how powerful and badass he is, but he uses that power to just heat some tea. Like he's, he uses his power in his stance and how he knows everyone for good. And he's such a positive light person. And he, only wants good to come out of what he does on this planet and it's just he's such a good good character so yeah one of the interesting things that we talked about in honey and hill house right they had the five stages each each kid represented one stage so one of the things i noticed in this is is all the characters kind of had their own um adventure and their own growth type um 
characteristic and that and that was kind of cool is like they touched on a lot of different things you know like learning respect and learn for yourself and for others and and learning to to uh trust in yourself and learning to you know understand your own powers and um the others were like getting over or guilt and grief and things like that and so <laughs> it has a lot of great messages into it so it, it's a really good show um because you haven't watched all of it steve i don't want to get too deep into it but um I just wanted to bring it up because that was our was my deal with my daughter that I will watch that if she watches it's Haunting of the Hill House and and so um, well you know you mentioned humility or that embarrassment yeah and the, mm-hmm. how refreshing it is and that remind me because I did finish the season season two of Sex Education which completely <laughs> different series but but I I just want to say they kind of did the same thing there were some times where there were some really embarrassing things that happened and rather than try to cover them up. They just kind of completely exposed them and you deal with them, which you deal with the embarrassment and you just go on. And, and there is something mm-hmm. refreshing about that to see, to, you know, a lot of times you see people just try to sweep a lot of that stuff under the, under the carpet or, or characters on screen or even an animated series being more larger than life and not capable of doing something stupid. But really there's right. a reality to that. And it's nice. It's refreshing to see characters that exhibit kind of stupidity <laughs> you know embarrassing things right. and yeah. and seeing Every how they deal with them avatar and, has and, something happen yeah and that's 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 good that's well that's, and that's the beauty that's the beauty of shows where they do that where mm-hmm. it's like hey you know they're they're trying to teach people that it's like it, it's okay to mess up and things like that where you know it, it's a hard lesson to learn and if you could if you can see something and look up to someone that can do that you might be able to do it yourself where you know, some of us are lucky enough that we have actual human counterparts in our life that teach us those <laughs> lessons, right? Um, you know, you may you may latch onto a teacher that that teaches you that lesson, or a coach, or you know, a good friend or something, and and you can learn that. But not everybody gets that that luxury. And so, when you get a show that can do that, that's that's pretty awesome. And we don't get that all the time. So I think that's that's one of the cool things that. And this this is one of those series that they really do touch a lot on that. And uh, not only, and they disguise it well because they disguise it so much in the aspect that there's the fun part of the anime, there's the fu- or you know animation, there's the fun part of the, the story. Goof. Yeah, and and so you can you can watch it for all of it and and or not watch it for all of it. You you can yeah. watch this and enjoy it and not pick up a fucking thing mentally, or yeah. <laughs> you could pick up everything and it, and it's up to you. And that's that's the beauty of it. And I think that's why they did a great job. So with that, not talk about Avatar, not bring this up, which you'll see in the, you see in the very first episode. We're out of time. Why I have to talk about it. (laughs) (sighs) Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, From the very start, it's obvious how deep and how dark the planet they're living in right now. Sokka's literally trying to turn children, little baby toddlers into soldiers. And he's the last male in the water tribe left there. And so they don't, shy over all the dark stuff the fact that ang is a child of genocide and then ang or sokka and katara have neither of their parents because of this war they don't shy away from how dark and depressing their world is but they still find the light and the happiness and the goof within it and it's just it's just done so well it's just such a you could look at this show for ages and find more and more things that are so beautiful and inspiring about it. And it's just, 
it's one that I tell everyone to watch. It's such she a She does. Good She's show. told me more than once to watch this. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, I, and you're right. It, it it it's it's odd for a cartoon to to show real life uh tragedies or or, or hardships yeah. and stuff like that. And to do it with such a, a, a good in a good way where, you know, they're showing the message but they're showing that it's not the end of the world. And and that's mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe that's I've something. I've cried we all, to that show so many times. I, I didn't cry. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I I, <laughs> I might have got sad, but I don't think I cried. Um, no, I um I did have one problem with it. I I think you know we talked about the the uncle and mm-hmm. uh, he kind of he kind of doesn't get his 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 payoff in the end, which is the only thing I I don't like. They did a really good job ending the show. They covered a lot of plot holes and stuff like that and, and finished it up. But he didn't get his kind of payoff. Like he, he becomes a pretty badass. He got his his tea shop, which is exactly what he wanted. <laughs> uh but he never really has the payoff with, with his nephew and, and I think that was a that was a, a failure. Um in my aspect, and maybe that's because I'm looking at it as an older person who has nephews. Or I don't have nephews, I have mm-hmm. I actually I do have a nephew. He doesn't talk to me anymore, but I do have a nephew. You'll have your payoff. You're, you're hoping for your payoff well, with your. I do actually. Nephew. I have two of them. One Tyler's talks. Son. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I also have Leanne. Uh, but he oh, Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, Brooklyn doesn't talk to me anymore because <laughs> I told him real life shit and he didn't like it, so he doesn't talk to me. Uh, but yeah, no, I do have a nephew, and I have a lot of nieces. But so um, maybe I was seeing it a little more from that aspect. But it is a good show. But with that, we've we've gone on pretty long, and I know that um, one of the things with podcasts that drag on forever is people go, "What the fuck are you talking about now?" And we're not going to be that podcast, so we're gonna we're gonna call it here. Uh, we talked about three good shows. Um, we talked about uh, Old Guard, which was a, a hit or miss. If you got got two hours to burn and don't care if you really don't get that time back, it's worth watching. Um, or if you really just want to see. Uh, Oh God! What's what Charisse? we're talking about? Theron. <laughs> if you want to see a hot lady, you want to see some Dudley ass. Dursley. Uh... Yeah, right. If you want to see <laughs> Dudley Dursley skinny with fucked up teeth, <laughs> play an evil man. Um, no, it's a, it's a word. It, it, I don't know. I I may, I, I would recommend it to people if they're like, hey, what can I burn two hours on? Burn it on this because it's, it's it's okay, but it's not great. Or rewatch then, Avatar. Got. <laughs> Haunting of Hill House, 10 episodes, does not get much better. And then Avatar, if you've got 30 hours, uh, I think it's yeah, about 30 hours to burn. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, it's a, it's a good watch. It's so worth so, it. Yeah. With that, that's how we seize it. And Steve, tell them where they can find us. HWSI.podbean.com. Right. That's all you're going to get. If you ever, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> if anybody ever wants to email us, right, we have an email at the.hwsi.podcast uh, at gmail.com. Also, we are on Facebook, and uh, we have a Facebook group for the How We Seize It podcast. Um, so uh, if you're not already in there, you probably don't know who the fuck we are. And uh, But if you, do, if you do know who we are and aren't in there, go ahead and send us a request. We'll let you in because we talk about all kinds of cool stuff. You see the new episodes as they're posted. Um, that's about it. I want to thank Ashley, my daughter, for joining us. Um, Absolutely. This thank episode. you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, <laughs> Thank you for watching Avatar. Yeah. Well, you're setting it up so that we can get some more guests. Uh, we do have some more things coming up. Um, I know we're going to do a book review here sometime soon. I, it's It's been on me to get it together, but we're going to do a book re- uh, review, and that's going to have some guests. 
and uh, I don't know what's coming exactly next, but we're going to get back into our entertainment podcast. Um, we've been doing a lot of brews lately, and uh, but we and we're not going to stop that. So don't think <laughs> that we are. But we're going to get back into some more entertainment. So I think that's it for us tonight, Steve. What do you say? I think that sounds good. So All right. good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thank you.